Hi, welcome to Intuition Your First Sense. This is Vicki Baird. Thank you for coming back. Or if this is your first show, welcome. I'm excited to have you here. This episode, I'm going to be talking about what we're afraid of. So we're going into the holiday of Halloween here in the States. And I felt like it would be appropriate to tie all of this in and to do a little theme show. So that's what we're going to do in this episode of Intuition, Your First Sense. VickiBear.com. It's time to be your best. It's time to reconnect with your first sense. Trust in your gut. It's the real thing. Let's see what your future brings. Time to let the fun commence. Intuition, your first sense. So I was thinking about the holiday because last night I was out and about and they were, do they were doing a trunk or treat where the little ones are dressed up and they go around to all these vehicles and do their trick-or-treating in a safe environment and actually very efficient. I appreciated that and would have really loved that when my kids were little. And it made me think about all the different costumes that we wear. And of course, for this, it's meant to be fun. It's meant to put on a costume and get to be something that you're not, or maybe you feel like you are, and you just can't wear this costume every day. So I was thinking about that in the context of, well, if... This holiday is also about people liking to be scared and liking to be shocked a little bit. Like, so then what are we afraid of as humans? A lot of the times when I'm working with someone, what I hear the most when I ponder with them, why do you feel stuck? Or what's getting in the way of you really manifesting the life you would like to have, a lot of the times the response will be fear. And it's not always accurate. It's definitely something that we are quick to go to because it makes sense. If you're afraid, why would you do it? Now, I've said before that I tend to have a motto in my own life that if it scares me, I have to try it at least once. This does not include the movies where people are getting hacked up or anything like that. That's just not going to happen for Vicky. Uh, I see enough stuff without <laughs> putting that into my brain and my third eye. But I do feel like there is a benefit to addressing that idea of fear and asking, is it accurate? Is this really something that is truthful or have I found an excuse? Have I found something that allows me to not move forward? And this is often the case with people. And then once we look at stuff and I start you know, either reframing it or you know, sometimes I'll throw down a challenge. And then when that challenge is met, they realize, wait a minute, I wasn't afraid. Maybe I didn't have enough information. So... That's one of the things that this uh, holiday 
has put in my brain. I like to ponder. I My favorite opening statement is I wonder and then follow that up with oh, just about a million things that I wonder about on a daily basis. So what, if anything, are you afraid of? And is it something that your own intuitive sense is saying or calling BS on? Is it an excuse? Is it a falsehood? Which is what I thought of as the costumes, right? They're on one hand, we put on costumes and it's fun and it appeals to our creative dramatic self in the highest regard. And another way, sometimes we walk around with a costume on constantly and there are falsehoods that go along with that. So are you putting on a smile when you really feel sad or you're grieving something? Um, are you pretending to be someone that you're really not because you're afraid to have a conversation with a loved one or a boss or um, friends and, and coworkers or I don't know, the rest of the public world? So if it, is there a tendency for you to you know, dress it up? Now, there are times in life we have to show up. And sometimes I think that can be beneficial when we are called to do something, you know, like go to work or create a presentation or show up in some kind of context where we put aside our own, um, our own feelings of suppression and depression and all that and we just show up because sometimes I think that does help but in this case I'm asking are you creating a version of yourself that is not true are you wearing a costume and consciously wearing that costume and if so I think it takes a good looking at um I for years was um spoken about from some people in my life that, or spoken to, not even about, who knows, they probably talked about me too, I don't care, uh, about how I was unfeeling and cold and all this stuff. And I've mentioned this before, when in fact, you know what, that's what I was taught. And that's what I believed people wanted from me. So I didn't get, I didn't show them that when I met up with those people, I put my costume on. And it's been in recent years where I decided that I am a very feeling person, a very caring person. I'm just not going to carry your stuff for you. So if you have a version of me that you still want me in that old costume, well, then we're probably not going to go to the same parties together. And that's a decision on my part not to wear a costume. This is who I am. And wherever I go, I am who I am. So, you know, if others have a challenge with that, um, well, they need to look at their own uh how they're walking around in the world. So is that something that's going on for you? Are you seeing others in a, a context of their costume? Like, are you looking at someone in your life of how they were 10 years ago and you haven't given them a chance to see, and you haven't given yourself a chance to see that they went home and they changed costumes and they evolved, they grew, they became. And are you not giving yourself the opportunity to meet them for whom they are today and how they 
represent in the world and who they are in the world. And so are you applying a costume to someone else because you've been stubborn and you just have not until this moment realized it, that's okay. And you haven't wanted to see who they are today. So the beauty of analogies, and you know I love my analogies, is that you can take something as fun as a um, a holiday where kids and adults alike get to dress up, and you can allow it to be the introduction of these questions to self. So what else are you afraid of? Are you afraid of ghosts? Because I love them. Um, to be clear, just a little education here, you only have a ghost if it's a soul who has not crossed over. Their physical body has, but their soul got stuck in uh, earthbound state or limbo and is doing a repetitive thing, a repetitive day in an attempt to cross, but sometimes they have a hard time figuring out where that shoot is. So from a uh, an experienced place, you, we truly only have ghosts for those who are um, incomplete in their soul's travel. And um, they're not really that scared, scary. They're mostly like that little kid who's lost in the grocery store and need a little bit of help finding their parents and their way to their own self. Um, again, so a little bit of um, education there along with the analogy of, so a ghost often in the vernacular is something that you can't see. We experience, um, we have a sense of, and yes, sometimes there is a visualization of, but most of the time people will say, I feel the energy of, of what they consider to be a ghost. So are there things in your own life that you are creating the ghost scenario of, and that would be, are there patterns that you're not looking at? Um, are there habits that you're not allowing yourself to see? Because maybe revert back to the fear, because I think a lot of the times it's, it's less of a fear and it's really more the fact that we don't have a plan. So get a plan, get educated, get a plan. So are there ghosts in your own world, in your own energy field, because you're, you won't see them? And I'm going to talk in a second part of the show about how to shift all of these things, how to actually apply some of the tools so that we're not just talking about it, we're actually employing some action. So the ghost part of it is, you know, is there a, an apparition of something are you looking at a situation and only seeing what you want to see out of it and again a lot of the times this comes from you know previous wiring previous experiences or maybe a lack of knowledge in how to shift something and that's okay because we can always learn more right so be willing to look at what is appearing in your life and maybe it's there for a second and gone and then comes back again um, what are you feeling that you're not listening to you're not allowing to come up into your thinking space so that you can um, 
ghost bust it? Come on. We had to go with that joke, right? So I think a lot of the opportunity here is being present to your own experience, being curious about how you're wired, and then taking advantage of the intelligence you have and applying that and maybe dialing down the drama a little bit so that there, the fear that it might exist truly is only false evidence appearing real. It's giving you the perception that whatever is going on is scary and yet maybe it's not. Maybe it's not a monster in the corner. Maybe it's the sweatshirt you forgot to put away and you forgot was on the back of a chair and without the light on, it scared you. So now the next thing that occurred to me was during this holiday season, uh, people like to be scared. I will tell you right now, if you come up behind me and you do that boo thing, if you're a ghost, I can handle it. But if a human, if you do that jump out at me thing, you're getting slugged. I'm going to punch you and I'm going to ask questions second because I had this experience when I was younger and <laughs> I uh, froze and I promised myself I'm never doing that again. Whoever is dumb enough to try to sneak up on me or to scare me, they're going down. So let that be a little bit of a heads up. So surprises. Um, are you good with surprises in your life? Now, you want to surprise me with some great news or, you know, a, a night out or a, a fun experience? I'm happy to do that. So, but a lot of the times people say, oh, I don't like surprises. Well, every day is a surprise. You know, a lot of the times people say to me, I'm afraid of the unknown. And I'm like, no, you're not. Every day you go through your day unknowingly. Like you might have a perception of what your schedule is or what might happen later when you meet up with a friend that you're used to hanging out with, but you travel every day in the unknown and you're not afraid of it. You're facing it and you need to embrace a little bit of that bravery and, and bring that in as a, uh, a way to support self. And there are surprises. Life is full of them. And some of them, you know, uh, all of them bring a message. All of them bring an opportunity to learn. I'm not a fan of bad and good. I think an experience is simply that. It's an experience. And what is the uh, message or the lesson or the um, knowing that you derive from that experience? Because if you start to label it something as good or bad from the beginning, you've already set yourself up and you've already added more fear to the situation if you chose the bad. So life is full of surprises. I have met people and been um, able to participate in some pretty fantastic experiences that I wouldn't have necessarily seen in my own intuitive eye and it's been some they've been some of the greatest times because I agreed to go along for the 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 surfing and to embrace it. So uh, if something is 
if the idea of being surprised is a fear you have, well, then maybe do a little bit of um, reminiscing about some of the surprises that were great when somebody told you they were having a baby or they received news of a grant or you know you heard that your offer on a house was received you know those kind of things if you get the energy attached to surprises are actually pretty cool when you get notice that something else has happened somebody's passed or that um you know your department is being reconfigured your immediate response won't be to fear it will be to curiosity and it will be to wondering what could possibly happen here and the grief may still show up the apprehension you know all of those emotions are fantastic in the experience and the ability that we have to experience them but if your go-to is panic or fear you're going to take a lot of joy out of your own life so if you learn to appreciate that part of living is being in surprise mode I feel like you'll really embrace the aspect of being human and then boy does your brilliance get to shine because if we're a little bit scared, I think that's good. Fear and excitement have the same vibration in the universe. They have the absolute same vibration. It's where you've been trained that your, your response sensor goes, right? So if you've been trained to be in fear of something, then anything that's a little bit um, of that vibration, you're probably going to go too scared. You can retrain yourself. You can help your brain to see that these are opportunities of learning. And I mean, if you're in your dark alley and you get that feeling of nervousness, get the hell out. But don't, if you live in a state of fear, number one, your body is going to feel it and it's going to result in a lot of pain, inflammation, um, a disease process and uh, just a lot of overwhelmment so a little bit of understanding that fear and excitement share the same frequency you can ask yourself wait a minute am I feeling excitement about this or am I feeling a sense of dread and then look at it and if it needs to be addressed go ahead and address it but if your autopilot is always to fear well uh, you got to save that drama for the llamas because uh, this mama doesn't want it. <laughs> so uh, again, address it if it's a situation where you need to get out of there, you need to trust your intuition. Um, those are rare. I feel like most people are in fear because they want the attention of acting in fear and what that brings. So, and with the fear feeling of going to, you know, a fear, that's a lot of, the word fear with the experience of constantly connecting to fear you know people are saying oh I'm so anxious I have anxiety I'm so nervous well yeah because you're feeding yourself a constant diet of what ifs instead of what if so I think anxiety is often brilliance that is not being allowed to express itself I think a lot of that nervousness that people feel, it's right in that solar plexus. It's right in that third chakra 
that's about intuition, psychic, self-empowerment. It's all right there that people tend to feel it. So, or up in the heart space, right? So that's how you feel about your life. Well, what if some of this anxiousness that it seems like everybody wants to be, mm, you know, have some kind of syndrome, what if that was really your unexpressed brilliance trying to get out like it's trying to fight its way out of your solar plexus and come on up into your cognitive sense so it can be applied and this is what I'm talking about like sometimes we just have to look at something to see am I making a little bit too much of this um it if you get addicted to the story if you get addicted to being in fear you can shift that you can um, bring some awareness to it you can tap you can see a therapist you can do some um, NLP you could do some repatterning there are ways to shift it I really believe in micro movements I think when we apply things a little bit at a time it builds up and then it it ends up in success so being willing to have it show up and and appreciate the surprises I think is a gift you could give yourself so I'm going to take a little break and I will be back with how do we apply some of the what are some of the tools what are some of the skills that we can use and then how do we appreciate the scary holiday for entertainment factor rather than living in it 364 and a quarter other days of the year. You're listening to Intuition Your First Sense, the podcast by Vicki Baird, intuitive coach, consultant, and speaker. Did you know that you can schedule a private intuitive session with Vicki? Book your own phone or video session online at vickibaird.com slash booking. And if you're ready to create transformation in your life as you develop your own intuition, choose a coaching package. With three, six, or 12-month options, you can benefit from Vicky's wise guidance over time as you discover your path. Plus, with a coaching package, you'll get improved pricing and priority advanced scheduling. Book today at vickybaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thanks for listening. If you're listening to this podcast, it's because of Anchor. Anchor is an app that literally makes this podcasting experience so easy. It's free and there is a creation tool right inside the app and it'll send it out to all the platforms for you. It has made this process seamless and something that actually helped me to really be excited about getting all the shows out to you because it didn't take a whole new degree in technology. So feel free to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your own podcast and let me know what it is so I can listen to it. Welcome back. And thank you so much for joining me for this episode and for all the episodes. I'm so grateful that you're listening. When I'm recording these, if I'm the only one in the booth, 
I think of all of you listening and I bring you into the energy of the booth with me and it feels like the community that I know so many people are looking for and that I wished was there when I was first developing my intuition and I'm so grateful for your feedback and for the humor and appreciating the jingle because it's so silly and raises vibration. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. So how do we work? What are some of the tools and how do we work with them? So if you're perceiving uh, a costume on yourself or with someone else, if you have a, a, a fear of things you can't see, if you're just not a fan of surprises, all of this, all of these segments can be alleviated and um, dissipated even with a willingness to look at them. A willingness to look under your cover of whatever section we were in and being willing and courageous enough to communicate with yourself about how your best mm, skill set in listening, seeing, feeling, intuiting, like where's, where's your superpower? Are you a good communicator? Are you able to listen to others? Do people tell you that? Are you someone who can bring words to what's going on? That's a lot of what I do when people come in they don't really know what they're, if they're afraid or what they're afraid of. And because of my wiring, I'm often able to say what your conscious mind is trying to say to you and what it's been trying to get through to you. Sometimes I will admit with a little bit of um, uh, intensity that can be read as anxiety or nervousness, overwhelmment. So what's your ability? Like hone in on that. And we've talked about this in previous episodes too. If you're a feeler, if you need to read, if you need to hear it over and over again, what are your skill sets? When you bring that to a communication with self, you will already be way ahead of the game because the communication is key and being able to hear what it might be that you're afraid of or where you may be not acting as your best advocate and being someone who tells the story over and over and over again. So if you're willing to hear that you do that, that communication is courageous. It's very brave. It's very... Um, much a gift that you can give yourself in order to clear up some of these fears. If you're not willing to look at them, it's very likely that they will stay in charge. Um, so being able to identify and address what's there without judging it, we're simply taking inventory. You know, one of the greatest uh, teachings in recovering from trauma is that the person needs to be heard. They need to be acknowledged. The trauma needs to be acknowledged in order to move out. 
I think this is a condition of the brain. And I think we can apply this across the board to whatever we're talking about or dealing with at the time. So being willing to be courageous and asking self, okay, what are you afraid of? I like to ask myself, Vic, what's the worst case scenario here? Spell it out for me, girl. Go through and spell it out. And a lot of the times, the worst case scenario, once I put some uh, words behind it, is something that would still be okay. Um, and it's not going to, you know, take me out of any kind of functioning place. So um, maybe I don't have a great dramatic head and that is why I can't write scripts or anything like that. But um, I think once you're willing to look at the worst case scenario, the your whole, you know, um, sympathetic system just goes, oh, okay, we can do that. And then when you're listening, so you bring it out front and center, you allow yourself to know what it is. You listen to yourself and then listen to others. People are a mirror for us. Um, you know, they often present a, a very good platform to understanding our own self. You've probably heard that expression that what you don't like in another is what you do not appreciate in yourself. And that was such an amazing epiphany for me to hear that many moons ago and to apply that because then I thought, well, this gives me an inventory, right? If something someone else is doing annoys me or um, I am outright ticked off by it, well, what's going on inside of me? that I don't like if they're in their behavior as a reflection. You may come to a point where, you know, sometimes people are just nudges and that's okay. <laughs> it's not necessarily in you, but you, you were willing to look at it and that is powerful. So be willing to listen to others when they point out characteristics that may not be in your best interest. Now, I'm not talking about the person who's gaslighting or the person who doesn't want to own their own part of the conversation. I'm talking about the kindness factor of um, how sometimes, you know, you, a friend will say to you, that doesn't seem like it's you. Why, why, what's going on there? Are you all right? and be willing to listen to others. I had this experience. I was um, driving, uh, Mike and I were on vacation and we were driving and I was doing a running commentary of the people in front of me. Now, definitely not road rage because it was more like, okay, buddy, you can fit. Yep, put your blinker on. Okay. Like I was doing all that kind of stuff. It's just extra, I don't know, just narration that's not necessary. And he made a very kind comment about it. He probably doesn't even remember it, but he said something about like, why do you do that? And up until that point, I just thought I was engaging with other people. I can't say when it became a habit. Um, probably when I was driving around by myself all the time <laughs> and it was just a way to have communication or connection to others. But then I realized, well, that's not okay because I'm commenting on somebody else's uh, actions and, you know, placing my judgment on it, whether I intended to or not. 
And since then, it's been a couple months, like I'm really, I might still feel the the urge to say something but so in the moment I recognize it I have some humor around it and then I shift it I'll I'll allow that person you know to merge into traffic which I would have done before but I wouldn't have done it consciously I would have done it simply to keep traffic moving or something because it's nice to let people go in front of you. Now I do it consciously and I wish them a good day. So it's shifting the energy. I had to be willing to hear what he was saying and to receive it in a way that I didn't allow myself to feel judged because that's the ticket, right? People can say whatever they want to say. How we respond to it is on us. And I could have taken offense to it, but I really appreciate it. And I thanked him later and said, you know, I'm grateful that you know, we have the type of relationship where you can, you feel like you can say those things. And, and also that he delivers it in a kind manner, because how are we supposed to learn about ourselves? You know, we're walking around on the inside view. We don't necessarily see from an external point of view. Uh, so that's one of the tools. Ask the people around you. I, you know, that takes bravery as well. But you know what? We're pretty brave as humans. We don't give ourselves enough credit, I think. And one of the other things, like when you're looking at this stuff, it's okay to not know how to address it. It's brilliant to not know something. It's okay to be in a place of ignorance in meaning that you just don't know about something as long as curiosity is there with it. As long as you can say, oh, I don't know that. I'd like to know more about it. And you can maybe say to the other person, share what you know or whatever your dialogue is. But it's okay not to know. And I think um, a lot of the times there's a perception that we're supposed to know everything and that we are meant to uh, download it like we're Google or something and we're supposed to have the links right in our head but we're here as souls to learn and if you aren't actively engaging in learning and you're in that ignorance from a place of uh, perceived fear or habit then yes you do need to change that um, because you don't want to meet your soul you don't want to be in your total soul self on the other side after you croak and realize that you phoned it in for most of your life and you didn't take the opportunity to learn. At least I don't want to. Maybe you're fine with it. Uh, but if the soul, my soul is here to learn, I feel like it's my human obligation to ask as many questions, to, to research, to uh, inquire of others, and to uh, educate myself if there's a place I don't learn. And this takes a little bit of practice to, you know, not feel like you are failing in some way. But if you're asking the questions, you will definitely be improving your own life. And boy, does it take the pressure off to be able to say, I don't know how to do that. Um, so the... Um, Ability to 
be honest with self. You don't have to announce what you're working on. I know some people are going to, and they're going to make memes about it, and they're going to post on every social platform what they're learning about, but you don't have to. You can keep that within. That can be your own little buddy of what you're learning, what you're working on. Um, I, I tend to be an open book so because I think it helps other people uh, when they have demonstration or when we connect in that way that their perfection is not possible. So let's see what we can learn from each other. So it's not a terribly difficult concept. Life is not a terribly difficult concept. We embellish it and we make it difficult, but it doesn't have to be. So if you have some ease around this and maybe, you know, if you have the opportunity to witness a costume party or the little ones coming to your door, or the big ones coming to the door. If those teenagers come to the door, give them the candy and stuff and thank them for showing up because they are staying connected to their child self. And that is so important. So like, look at their costumes and see if that's not an avatar <laughs> for an aspect within yourself. Do you have a playful, um, uh, you know, like two of the little guys in my life were dressed up as uh, the characters from Mario Brothers. And it was so sneaking adorable. Now, when you see them, you could say, well, do I have a Mario in me? Do I have a Luigi in me? Do I um, have a... Um, I'm trying to think of other costumes that might be out there. The dragon. Do I have a dragon within me? What's my fire in there? Like have fun with it and see what, what comes of it. So the bottom line is your soul was brave enough. Your human self was brave enough to come into this world and do this lifetime stuff again. Let's explore what that means for you and then um, have a little bit of adventurous spirit and connect with that. Because I think people come, like they take a nice deep breath when they point it out. Your adventure is going to be a very different level than my adventure. And that's fantastic because acceptance of that is also something that we could learn in this lifetime. So I hope this puts a different view of Halloween out there for you and um, that you've had some fun with this and that you start to listen a little bit more to what your intuition is saying to you about where the next level of growth is. Because if there's some fear, if there's some anxiousness, if there's some um, trepidation in your system, I think that's always an indication that your soul is growing and it's asking your human self to join it. So we need to look at that. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you in the next episode. VickiBear.com. It's time to be your best. It's time to reconnect with your first sense. Trust in your gut. It's the real thing. Let's see what your future brings. Time to let the fun commence. Intuition, your first sense.
you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at vickibaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.